This is a warning to all living mortals that on the 13th of December, Moose will release 13 of the most terrifying interviews of horror unto the world. That's right, 13 brand new episodes in the month of December leading up to our season premiere. And until then, horror hounds, mash on. horrifying days of christmas i'm your host and gift giver moose we are traveling down the independent film circuit yet again and this time it's not one but two guests so i guess this would be fitting for day two so please welcome rebecca reinhardt and return guest mr rob mello hello what's up <laughs> so how, how we doing guys how's how's it hanging hey Low and to the left. No. <laughs> oh, it moved. I, so last time it was right. low and to the right. <laughs> it's high and to the right because it's uh, we're approaching winter months up here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as I was gearing up for my 13 horrifying days, I really wanted to get with you guys to talk about Tin Roof because I've been following it for a while. And I know it's like it's been this big passion project and I really wanted to kind of peel the layers back a little bit and get into it. Um, how's the whole process been? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, well, right now, so just to kind of like, you know, we already did film. Mm-hmm. We filmed, uh, in June. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we've got kids who are still trying to get Halloween candy out while we're doing a podcast. So, <sighs> uh, <laughs> but right now we are in post-production, but, um, it's been a long process, but a good one. So we, we filmed the embalmers, my first direct my directorial debut we filmed that in september of 2020 right yep i think so he was heading to film with you right after i interviewed him uh, a couple months after i interviewed him in february of 20 so many things have changed (laughs) here now he's now a bit yeah (laughs) (laughs) all the time um so I i was just so impressed with her directorship that i was like i have to have that woman yeah, he's like, Indiana, here I come. It's the greatest place. I say, he, he kept talking you up during the interview, too. I mean, it was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was you had a uh, mind for horror, I, I think is how he described oh, yeah. you. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Encyclopedia Brown of horror, it should be. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> so we had just filmed that, uh, like, literally hours prior. Uh, we had just filmed it, and we ended up back at my house. It was... The two of us and Julianne Prescott, um, another indie 
filmmaker that uh, I don't know if you've talked to her or not. She's definitely worth talking to. But so we're just sitting here, of course, drinking and everything else. And Rob goes, so boss lady, what's next? <laughs> like, I just finished my first film filming, right? I still have a lot of stuff going on after that, you know. Plus, I was on a sabbatical. I took a year off of, like, normie work. And so I had, like, one year. And so here it is, like, September. I've got a movie I've got to edit. I've got to get a job at the beginning of the new year. And I'm like, this is the last thing I want to think of, Right. Right. Well, okay, if I'm going to do another movie, because The Embalmers wasn't really my story to tell. Um, that was more my sister's story. Like, we, we added a little... Yeah, but if I'm going to if I'm gonna do a movie that's like my passion project, I'm going to do a camp slasher. Of course. Like, But I had some provisos, and uh, one I can't really tell because it's, it's kind of a spoiler, but one is I wanted it to involve people who were our age. Um normal middle-aged people married or kids or jobs i mean that kind of thing i didn't want it to be teenagers or college students i wanted to be with people that i could identify with because i grew up watching these movies and i have far 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 exceeded the age of most of the protagonists in most of the movies that i've ever seen well and now we hang out with them at conventions so i mean (laughs) well now they're our age those people are our or like slightly older so uh so yeah i just wanted something that kind of would grow with you know grow with the camp slasher fan um and so he said i'm gonna write i'm like okay whatever you know because we're just like yeah whatever well lo and behold he came up here he was still in new orleans came up here in october and he wrote the movie on one end of the table and I edited the embalmers on the other end. And it was, it, we, we bought berets. We had little French berets. <laughs> oh, we should send him a picture. That's gotta be our thumbnail. We did this. Whole, yes. Like, it was our like bohemian, uh, weekend. Oh, thing. Yeah. Well, vacation. yeah. Our bohemian vacation. And like, yeah, we like, yeah, we had these like berets and you know, there's a lot of, like it was a mixture of booze and coffee. <laughs> Sparse with food, but you know, depending on uh, like the time of night uh, or, or, or day, the, or day, <laughs> whatever. You know, I get up, she'd boom, jump on the editing, and I'd start writing. And you know, it, it. I don't sleep much, so I'd get up at like three in the morning and be like, "Damn, I would not." <laughs> like, damn, I, I can get some writing done. Yeah. So that's the breakup problem. And when when your forehead starts hitting the space bar is when you go back to bed. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, to to circle back a hair, uh, I've worked with an enormous amount of incredibly uh, talented, like world class directors, and they all had underlings and budgets and shit, right? I mean, I, I've worked with a whole slew of incredible directors, and but they had you know budgets, they had money backing them. Uh, underlings to do all the legwork and shit and she really didn't have any of that and she so had her shit together that in my mind i'm like all right so what's next because she had to have something you know coming up that she was going to direct and she's like nothing i'm fucking you know i gotta get a straight job i was like oh man and that's how that conversation rolled i was like all right ideally what would you want to do she's like fucking camp slash and if you've ever met her you know, or if you know her at all, 
Yeah, well, you probably can't see, but yeah. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a little, like, Jason heavy in my... Yeah, there we go. Just a little. <laughs> yeah, just a little. There's a pillow on the couch. But, uh, so I'm like, all right, well, I'll write the motherfucker fast forward to when we're having our bohemian vacation. And I'm like, I got it. And I went into this 20-minute spiel, right? And I'm all animated, and I'm, I'm all excited. And Let her, me tell them what you said, but go ahead. But to her credit, the whole time she smiled, and she let me finish. Yeah. Okay, so he's like, I've got this great idea. Because we're like, okay, who's the killer or killers or whatever? That's another kind of thing I don't really like to, like, pigeonhole either. I don't like to be like, there's one killer who has, like, these motives. Yeah. And we will find out in the last five minutes of the movie. Like, whatever. Um, but he was like, what if this kid was, like, a camp? And, like, he got killed by an accident or something? <laughs> and, like, now... It's like his mom is killing these people to get revenge. And I'm like, honey, that's a that's a great plot for a movie. I'm like, it's one of my favorites. It's Friday the 13th. <laughs> right. But it, it actually... I'm like, shit, back to the drawing board. For those who will watch this movie. Um, so, I mean, he wrote it, but I obviously had some heavy influence in it. I mean, there's a very sarcastic woman named Becca in it that pretty much every word that she says came out of my mouth. <laughs> Um, every filthy word she says came oh, out yeah. of my mouth. Um, Except for the little addictive. That was that yours. Was that was yours. Yeah. Uh, but what was cool was, um, you know, we wanted characters. We wanted like dimension or whatever. Well, that's his thing. He's not really that into horror. And he hasn't seen 90% of the movies that I'm influenced by or that I want to do homages to or I, I want to, you know. But he I is insane and so creative. Bad man was one, definitely. Yeah. So it's like we get this good mix of, like, I'm coming from the, like, I, I'm, uh, for lack of a better word, pandering to uh, mm-hmm. fans who are like me. Um, but also, he's like, I don't really care. He's like, I want good characters and good kills. And that's all I really want right. out of it. Yeah, we haggled over kills for like a week. And can I tell him about the Brian? How I came across it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, dude. Maybe after we're released, I'll. Oh, I'm. I'm looking forward to uh, a follow up because, like I said, I, I've, you know, from uh, essentially inception, I've been following this film, and one of the things I really liked about this whole thing is, in true independent style, it was open casting call crowdfunding i mean it was super just out there i mean hell i auditioned so i mean (laughs) you know it it, it was just insane to see like i mean we're in this like boom of independent horror right now and typically what you see is people who already have their cast figured out before they go and they're like all right i'm writing it this is this is who i have in mind for this role and you guys did it much more of the like traditional style where it's here's my script and now we need people and that was fun to watch right the embalmers was definitely that like we had ever like my sister and i like had our cast handpicked before we ever even wrote anything we had an idea and we had a great cast and then we're like okay let's 
make a movie around these people. So, I mean, it was cool because we could write the characters around the actual people. But with this, you know, it is the opposite. And it is, you know, it's very cool, like, to find that person. Like, you've got it in your mind. I mean, every time I read the script or, like, you know, we, we would read it out loud a million times just to make sure that everything flowed, like, conversationally. And, like, so I had in my mind, I'm like, Becca was me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, like Becca's me. Yeah. And <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, you always but, write what you know. Well, right, right. But I mean, but that's that's the there are other really super smart, sexy, fucking sarcastic women out there. So it's, right, it's like more finding, of an archetype. Finding the one that's going to best be my Becca. It's really cool whenever you're like auditioning somebody and you're like, hey, you're you're. That's you. You're, You're what I saw in my head. You're She's, a sarcastic bitch. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and Ray Hunt, who plays Becca, is nothing like me, really. No. She's, I mean, she's spicy, but she's definitely not like me. Actually, I think if a person were to play me, I think Amanda Winston, who plays Kat, is she and I are much more alike. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, doing the casting was cool. We got, I mean, we, we really got the... We got the best people. Yeah. Um, well, I copied, I copied and pasted the audition request from the Magnificent Seven, and because I mean, it laid out A to B, how to do it, what to do, da 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 da. Your framing, lighting, readers, everything, and the responses that we got is the origins of our studio. <laughs> Subfolders Studio. So you know, we opened up a. a a Google account to handle all of it, you know, to centralize. And like, we would get the weirdest, weirdest shit. When I also, just to clarify, when he says like, these are the instructions for Magnificent seven, it wasn't anything like you need to get studio time. Blah, blah. It's like stand in front of a plain colored wall. Super yeah. basic. Like keep it simple. Are caged. I mean, it, it's basic. And, if you're going to be, if you want to be in a movie or be involved in a movie at all, I will tell you one, one little secret. Everything is a freaking test. Everything. Everything. If I can't get you to follow basic instructions and you can't like turn your phone so you're shooting the right way or you can't name your files the way that I've asked you to, I can't direct you. Right. If you can't do basic like fifth grade you know, crap. Follow the leader. Right. It, so there was no, there was nothing that like involved money or nope. like or even experience. It was just if you were somebody who could read and follow directions, then you were golden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And more oh not. my god, <laughs> the shit we got, dude. We had one dude walking down the street in fucking Queens with his phone oh. and did hey. hey. And, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Uh, we had, so, so the folder that he is, uh, alluding to, we had like different folders for like the amusing things and, you know, obviously for practical things. What the right? fuck is that? Yeah, like, uh, dumb bastard can't read directions. Right, or like, like rewatch this whenever you're drunk and need a good laugh. <laughs> like, you, uh, not to make fun of anybody, but it's like, it wasn't like people being bad actors. It was people being, Incompetent. Incompetent in just life. And so it's okay. Got something about bitch wishing. Bitch yes. Yeah, so we had one, we <laughs> had one actress. I have, I have since, uh, 
in <laughs> detailing the story to another um, filmmaker out of Manhattan, he said, oh, yeah, you dealt with. Apparently, this is a thing that she we'll call does. It, call her Emily. We'll call her Emily. Yeah. How about we call her Jennifer? Um, no, because that would have been my name if I was a girl. Oh, okay. I had a reason to call her Jennifer, but uh, Emily. It's I don't know. Yeah. So we had so we had this chick who was like uh, the kind of like not the primary but like a secondary lead in like um, the, uh, a, the a later horror movie franchise number fifty two uh, kind of thing. <laughs> so I dealt with her. So as she sent you know the request. Mm-hmm. You know, you email me, I send you the NDA, you sign that fucker and send it back. You get your sides and your instructions. So she gets the NDA and all of that. And she said, well, I don't audition. I am just offered parts. And <laughs> yeah, the audacity for somebody to say, I don't audition. <laughs> I have a this resume, this you do not, first of all. Secondly, okay, and I'm going to say this as being a horror fan. Her franchise is my heart. I not It's not Friday the 13th, but I fucking adore yeah. this franchise with every ounce of my being. And I could not sit through her, uh, through her one of them, you know, like her installment. And she watches shit films. Oh, I watch. Fun. Oh, I, I, I love... Like super camp and super cheesy. Oh, I, horror oh, I, do, I do too. Like, this was like an abomination of a franchise that I just absolutely adored. And I'm like, no, you don't have a resume. So we so have. I, I call her and I'm like, are you reading this shit? <laughs> and she's like, oh my God. I'm like, so I sent her because we're uh, a 50 50 team. And for the most part, uh, if it's not unanimous, it's not done. Yeah. And. Uh, I said for the most part, there was a qualifier. Shut up. <laughs> I went out on a limb and it didn't work out. Can you grab me a beer, baby? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, are you reading this shit? This bitch out of her fucking rabbit ass mind. And so I wrote up a whole fucking, you know, a scathing response. And I sent it to back and I'm like, I'm not sending it without, you know, this is this has got to be one of them United Fronts thing. And she's like, Hang on to that. But kindly inform her in a professional, cool, don't swear, man. You know, that's not how we're running this one. So I did. I was very, I was very political about it and I was very cool. And I'm like, look, I understand where you're coming from. However, in the interest of fairness of people that have a little less experience than you, everybody's on an even keel. So that's how we're going to do it. In my mind, I'm like, bitch, I've been in two Bloomhouse films. I was in the Magnificent fucking Seven. Suck every inch of my ass because I auditioned. Hey, and you know what? Alain Yudi, who we more or less wrote the role of Charlene for her. Oh, she destroyed it. She's, you know, she's a fucking veteran actress. She was in My Bloody Fucking Valentine. Yeah. And she, and we just worked with her. She asked she was to in, audition. She was in our other movie, and she asked to audition. She auditioned. So, no. No favors for you. Yeah. So, the folder that he ended up making. For the, for her, uh, the uh, super horror actress, well-known queen. Yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is that? She's like, I don't know. 
And if Rebecca don't know and you, you've been in horror, I'm like, all right, you, you're not known. <laughs> and I have to look it up. Like, you were in that? Yeah. So we have a folder called I Wish a Bitch Would. We were just waiting for her to come back. <laughs> and so... So we started, so that was where it came from. We were like, oh, God, that's it. We have all these subfolders of, like, WTF. I wish a bitch would. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So we are subfolder studios. Oh, that's that's <laughs> that story. Hey, we haven't told that story, like, in public. Like, we've no. told it to people personally. Yeah. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah. That That's our secret little wink-wink, you know, when people are like, oh, subfolder studios, what does that mean? That's, nah. what, that's what it means. <laughs> Stupid motherfuckers, incompetent motherfuckers, arrogant motherfuckers, but that's that was the point, and it worked because our cast it and is, crew, yeah, the crew, but we didn't spread out for the for the crew. Yeah. You know, we worked with the people that we knew, and because we worked with most of them on um, the embalmers, but the cast was nobody ever met anybody, <laughs> and. It was just their on-screen uh, chemistry was tits and champagne, man. It was fantastic, and it w- and it happened in the first shot on day one. <clears throat> uh, I will tell you that we only have one married couple, and they'd never met each other, but we put them all up at a uh, at an Airbnb together. And asked that they, you know, we, we did do a kind of an online read through and, and then they spent a night, you know, at the Airbnb and then boom, right to work. And the second, uh, our Brian, uh, fellow, fellow, uh, name Mike, Mike, Dean. Mike, Mike, Michael Dean. Mike, Mike Dean, kind of like Jim, but Mike, uh, and Ray, they're the married couple. He, uh, there's a scene where he kind of leaned on her, on her knee. And these are all people that grew up together. And once we cut that shot, after that, boom, everybody was all in. Yeah. And we, we planned it too to where the first, the first scene that we shot was in the first act. And it's basically a little barbecue, a little get together at Brian and Becca's house, which is our house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, we planned it that way because it was like the five main people just hanging out and drinking retell- beer, bullshit, retelling yeah. stories about camp and, you know, and, and establishing that, hey, you know, four of these people, they've known each other since birth pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they, they got out here and they were just like, boom. Just, you know, they're having a great time and very yep. natural. I mean, so we've got two, yeah, there are two couples in the, or five. Two, yeah, two couples, but they're, uh, we only got one married. So <laughs> it's like, you know, everybody, everybody just worked really well together. Yeah. We didn't have any kind of tension. It was like, you know, everybody. No egos. Well, I mean, there's probably. Aside from yeah. hers. Yeah. But they handle divas. But they're, <laughs> and, and that that was the point of casting the way we did, and I'm glad as hell we, that we did, and it, it just it just worked out solid for for us for the the crew the cast and hopefully for the viewer. Well, I mean, you it, you cast yourself a much wider net than you would have if you would have just said, "Hey, I think this is who I want for this role. Let me go ask him." 
and then you, you know you kind of cherry pick it that way and what you did is you, you you opened the doors up a little bit to see how see how people are going to interpret your vision and you kind of got a glimpse of where this is going long term you know before you even like yep that's that that's who, you know that's bill that's charlene you know it's right right and I, I will say that I wanted to hire as many Indiana, like, local people as I could. Um, for s- not selfish reasons, but, I mean, we just... The location people, and people all that, it just get, makes sense. You know, there's a, there are a lot of movies being shot in Indiana. Yeah. Nobody knows about them. I mean, they all might be $2 movies, but, I mean, we are... We have a lot of really good people, cast and crew here. Yeah. And so we were able to get... I mean, most of our cast is local. Yeah. I mean, fairly local. Like, uh, Amanda, she's she's out of Chicago, but she grew up in Indy. Ray is out of Louisville. Uh, Kevin Roach, who was in Harvest Lake, uh, he's actually in southern Indiana. You know, um, Darren Pup, who is our Marco, he lives, you know, like half hour from us. Yeah. And it just happened to be that way. I mean, we, you know, I mean, Mike is from mm. Florida, you know, so we weren't, I mean, it, we it were was, being exclusive, but it was a factor, but it wasn't a deciding factor. So, I mean, like if uh, they, they all nailed their characters, that's all there is to it. Well, and, you know, location will always be a factor because if you need to do a reshoot, it helps if they're only 20 minutes down the road yes, as opposed to, to across the country. I'm doing right now, it's a little easier. Yeah. <laughs> you can just it, have them. And it's good to have your old man has traveled around and, you know, has friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, can you stop in for about half hour and we'll knock this out as opposed to, hey, let's book a flight. Let's do all this. Right. And... So, oh, preaching to the choir right now, brother. That you know, is, everything is location, yeah. location, location. And, you know, it's a- anyone who doesn't see that really should get their head examined. And, I mean, if I had an unlimited budget. Oh, yeah. I mean, would I care that much? Nope. Probably not. But I, I really like that wasn't a money thing to say. I really want to try to get some talent here because I want I want to shine a light on Indiana to say, Hey, we, we've got competent people, not just cast, but we've got crew. So if you want to shoot a movie here, look, we've got, you know, we've got good makeup people. We've got good, you know, we've got good PAs. We've got good sound people. Like they're all here. And that's the kind of thing. So, so just so you know, Indiana is right now starting tax incentives, uh, for film, which we've never had before. Uh, Illinois, Ohio gets everything. Um, in fact, when we started, when we were talking about this movie and we just, the very, very beginning, and I think we were even just <clears throat> casting, somebody from like the Illinois Film Commission was <laughs> like, You're going to like this one. Yeah, was like, oh, you don't want to shoot in Indiana. You can't get tax incentives, you can't get all this. You, well, need, we have, me, you need to let, come over. Let me preface. Uh, me, back. And my ex shared this uh, tin roof account because when the shit would come in, it, it'd have to go through a process, you know, get entered into the Excel sheet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this dude was emailing what he thought was Rebecca alone. Ne- never having met her, it was just some chick making a movie. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just basically like, I mean, your movie is going to be crap if you film it in Indiana. 
you need to bring it over here. You can get a much larger budget, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, thank you, but no thanks. Um, because, uh, you know, we, we want, that's what everybody does. Yes. Would it be easier to drive one hour over the border and like make a movie that was three times the budget? Cause you got tax incentives. Well, yeah, but that's what everybody does. And that's why we don't have it. Mm. And, um, and yeah, yeah. And this guy got kind of, kind of crappy with me. About it. He, was, he was being a jagoff and I did not appreciate that. Yeah. It's like, no, we have, believe it or not. Yes. I am a chick who loves to slash people up on film and slash be slashed on film herself. And you know what? I have, I have like morals and I have, you know, integrity and all yeah, these but things, he had so believe it or not. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> oh my God. I totally forgot that. Really? He, Yes. That was the common point he, for me. He was saying something about, you know, like, because we... I worked on... Uh, yeah, some, you know, name movie that you would know, but you were like, I might have seen it, whatever. Fucking Blues Brothers. We, yeah. had, we had swordfish to every eat. night. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you know what? I don't like, I don't like fish. Okay, I, we like Little Caesars Pizza. Um, and, and, and we had <laughs> and meatballs, you know, uh, properly made meatballs because they were made by me. <laughs> but yeah, like, so it is, it is. Dude was wicked crazy. arrogant and he got his ass chewed. Yeah. So that one I didn't put in a sub folder. I, I just like. <laughs> so given all this, just to bring it all back around, I mean, given all these things, you know what? Here's the thing. We, I have this, I have this theory like when I do podcasts, just in general, like people ask me the same questions, not even about Ten Roof, but just in general, like I want a little sound machine like radio stations have where it's like you press one and it's a fart noise and <laughs> two, the burp and whatever. But like, okay, number one is, okay, when they ask, how did you two meet? You know, Slide number whistle. two, right. So we could just, so we just press buttons, you know. So we're always doing the cookie cutter things. You're getting the shit that no one else has gotten we are just dumping the crap on you great note baby <laughs> well and i mean that, that's one of the things i you know one i have a leg up because you know rob and i talk on a regular basis but uh two it's kind of the style that i run here it's yeah i really just it's super free form and that's how right. you get the stories that's how you get stuff that people really want to hear about like fans of this movie are going to love these stories mm -hmm. You know, after they see it, and you're not going to get that with. So, how'd you meet? Uh, what was production like? Um, <laughs> but we just sound like a couple bitchy old crotchety filmmakers. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, uh, you eyes know, wide shut. We met at eyes wide shut. Despite you know, um, <laughs> despite some of these things, these are just the, these are the colorful stories that we're telling you. But um, but when it comes down to it, yes, we could have done the movie differently. Um, you know, we did have a producer who would have thrown a lot of money and at us. Um, and no, no harm, no foul to him. He's one of my friends. Um, but you know, he wanted to use his crew and his effects guy and everything else. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I already have like, you know, I've already picked who I'm going to do for so these that, things. That's a back pocket <laughs> card. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so could he, the movie he wanted, he wanted the control that she wanted over her fucking film. Right. And and is there is there anything bad about that? No, no, no. But 
could the movie maybe have been better? Could it, you know, with money? Yeah, probably. But Shit, it's, anything could. But, you know, I'm just, I want to keep, like, my vision, my integrity together of, like, this is an Indiana-made Indiana horror. Yep. Um, and I hope people like it. They will. Well, and I mean, you, you've mentioned that, uh, you know, you, you said a couple times, could it be better? Could it be better? And I, I guess... You know, looking, you can always look at something and say, yes, it, you know, with more money, more production value, more time, it could be better. But end of the day, ask yourself, did you get your story told? Did it come out the way that you saw it when you put it on paper or better? And were you happy with the final product? If so, hey. Yeah, and that's, and that's really just where I'm, where I'm at. Like with the embalmers, I was in that rush of, Oh fuck! I gotta get a real job, you know. <laughs> and like I'm in IT, so I don't have like that job where like I, I have like an all-encompassing job, you know. Like yeah. it's always on my mind, all that kind of stuff. It's not one of those things where I just like you know go sell donuts and I can just leave it at the end of the day and be done. So I was like, I gotta get this thing done, you know. There were some other factors where I was just, I just want this thing out of my life, whatever. But now with Tin Roof, I'm really sitting on it, and I'll sit on it. For, I'll sit on it for another year if I have to. Yep. Um, Get it done Just right. to make it sure it's right. And there is a saying um, that a lot of people have heard and a lot of people haven't heard, but I think is very good for... It's a lot of people. Yeah, I know. It, 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 everybody has either heard this or they haven't heard this from. They fall into one of two categories. But I have found that a lot of, a lot of people who are very antsy about, um, well, you shot the movie... When do I get my Blu-ray? I backed you. I gave you 50 bucks. Yeah. And I'm, you know, and I have a stake in this or whatever. The saying is everybody wants their movie to be good, to be cheap, and to be fast. You can only have two of those three things. You can have a movie that's cheap and fast, but it's not going to be good. It can be good and cheap. But it's not going to be fast. Right. No matter how you put that around. Uh, I got it. A Fiero and a Toyota Corolla. You can have a Fiero that's fast or a to- Toyota Corolla. That's, that's not going to explode. Oh, God. Yeah, dude. How's that? Right. And so I, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to succumb to the pressure. Uh, we, did, we did have some audio issues for a couple of the days. Um, and so I've been working with a lot of ADR. And uh, although I am a Giallo fan, um, I really don't want the movie to look like it's being lip synced through the whole thing. So I'm, you know, I'm just really taking my time, you know, laying the tracks, doing a lot of sound design and that <laughs> kind of <you>. thing. Um, <laughs> Told you she's a fucking encyclopedia brown. Oh, I've, I've been looking forward to <laughs> she this. Mentioned man. Giallo, you know, <laughs> she had mentioned Giallo in this films that, that I've got to watch in order to move forward with a couple of things we got going on yeah. with friends and stuff. And I'm like, Giallo. I, I fucking hate Giallo. I just I just prefer ice cream, dude. <laughs> I said, do you like your Giallo sugar or sugar free? Is, is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I uh, like lemon Giallo. Right. Just to to speak of uh, interpretation of creativity and stuff. Uh, with the embalmers, when we were writing, I'm like, hey, I can write. Uh, I can write a, a a scene for me. I mean, if we're you know writing around us, who better? And I wrote this really fucked up dark scene. Have you seen the film? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you know which right. which one yeah. I wrote. Okay. 
So I wrote it really fucked up dark. And she interpreted it totally different than the way I wrote it in my head. And a lot of writers really get caught up on that. You know, that's not, that's not the way I wrote it. No, motherfucker, people are going to interpret your shit correct. You know, the way they want to. That's the point. So, uh, it, it's, there's a point in creativity of letting go. Uh, there's always going to be one more brush stroke. There's always going to be a little tweak that would make it better, but they'll, it'll never be finished. So there's a point where you have to let it go. So you just have to walk away and you're like, this is, yeah. Yeah. This, this is, is it. Enough. It's done. Yeah. Right. And so with the embalmers, I, my threshold on that was way lower than it is with this, but also, um, yeah. you know, any, I, I always like, I always like to tell people advice that they aren't asking for, but if any of you are, trying to get into filmmaking or whatever. Like, I mean, I had done like, you know, many, many, I'm a podcaster, YouTube channel, uh, you know, and I do a lot of video stuff for my former job. I did, you know, a lot of video editing. I'm like, okay, so how hard can this be? Holy crap. You know, when you have a hard drive full of unnamed, unorganized audio and video files, where you you just have it in your head. Maybe you've got some call sheets. Maybe you've got a few things. Because I got to tell you, the whole like, oh, hey, we're going to take audio notes on an indie film set that lasts for about 30 seconds because <laughs> nobody has time. You know, so, I mean, I don't have any kind of notes or anything. I'm just like, okay, I got to like sit there, you know, like actually look at the clip and wait for the slate to come up so I can tell what freaking scene it is. Um it, editing is a is a bitch. It really is, and it's one of the things I think a lot of people get stuck on because it's very expensive to hire it out. Yep. Um, like I mean, I think that's what I should do. I think I should do freelance editing, and then I'd probably shoot There's myself. Money in it. It's so terrible, dude. Unless you have the mind for it, uh, no. Like she's got a mathematical mind. I'm more of the guy that runs through the field. The lilies going, yay! Look at all the pretty colors, and she's like, "Okay, how long do we have this?" You know, da, 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 da. And, and it is very organized for her. And if it's not, it gets organized, right? And for me, I'm how like, "How do you two I'm, work?" I'm like straight Aquarius, dude. I am. <laughs> we complement each other in this because I am. I'm incredibly like I, I. People say, "Oh, I'm so OCD." No, I have OCD. I am diagnosed with and medicated for OCD. And I yep. like to tell, like, whenever my psychiatrist will ask, you know, are, are your OCD symptoms, you know, uh, hindering or whatever. I'm like, listen, and I've told him this before. I'm like, OCD can be my superpower. So I don't want to suppress it all the way. Because there are a lot of times where it's like, uh, that's what you need. Because it's like getting a big box of Legos and, like, no instructions and somebody just dumps them on the floor. And, like, you have to be like, okay, I'm supposed to make a spaceship out of this. I mean, right. that's really what it is. It's a huge puzzle. Um, and, and, it, and it served the purpose in filmmaking quite a bit, hurting cats and whatnot. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's just so much to it uh, that goes beyond the I want to make a movie type thing. Um, yeah, yeah, there's like some more she, of my advice. Just, it's not for the faint of heart. Like, she had already planned the shot set it up, done this, done that, done all this fucking legwork and prep. And then one of the actors got a hangnail, 
Is, this is a theoretical. This didn't oh, actually happen. I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, no, no. But some shit came up that required uh, not not so much a personal touch, but a personable touch. So while she was getting jamming, you know, making sure the angles are right and, yeah. you know, got the lens right and all this jack, 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 jack shit, I'm fucking sitting in the corner holding holding a hand and talking to somebody. You know. Yeah, which is generally our, I don't know, it's kind of our dynamic for everything. I'm like, kid, rub some dirt in it. And I'll walk away. He'll be like, are you okay? Like, I mean, just yeah. in general, those are our, like, kind of demeanors of things. Like, I mean, but, but the shit that we have in common is our, our kind of uh, combined motto is get shit done. I'll show you the oh, coffee cup. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's the whole thing. Like he and that's uh, so um, Mindy, his ex-wife, who is you know great friend. She's you know awesome, uh, part of all this as well. But she said, you know, the thing is that he he would always start things, but he would never finish them until he started doing things with you. Oh, I can right? see that. Right? It, it's because I and we get shit done. <laughs> it's just. We have a good, between the two of us, we have some kind of system to where he can be the, like, floofy creative. I can be the Nazi taskmaster. And Accountant. we can get things done, yeah. <laughs> I say, you know, he, he needs somebody to rein him in from, you know, just kind of focus that energy in one direction, really. It's not even so much rein it in, but, like, you know, in, like, for instance, writing writing the movie, it's like, okay, this is, you know, you guys, he set a goal for you to move on to another project. So his direction was, I'm writing this movie. Oh, yeah. Fucking kicking and screaming. But in the end, I whacked out 88 pages in four days and with minimal, minimal uh, edits. I'm going to say maybe five misspellings. Not really. No, we have spell checks, so. I, well, no, I don't check. Fuck that. I got a vocabulary. I don't know if Haltex will help you with that. Uh, but You're yeah. Shit, dude. No, you had no misspellings at all. No type. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we we did actually like sit at the table and we we have a few videos that I want to put on the behind the scenes that are still on my phone. We recorded ourselves like doing some of the scenes, like just to see how they worked. Um, the flow, the fucking beats. Right. Like, oh, you wouldn't say that, you know, but of course then your actors get in there and like, I would say things in a certain way. Like there are a million different ways to say, I'm good. Right. Right. You know, like I might say, oh, no, I'm good. I'm all but, right. But we're, but my theory as a director is if it's more natural to you and it doesn't change anything, yeah. I want you to say the way it's more natural to you. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you go, I, I'm, well, I may not actually hire you for my film if you say I, but if that's the way that you say it, I want you to say it the way that is more comfortable for you. But we really did work on... Because it's more believable. And, and I, I write, uh, the way I write is very phonetic. So, like, if I was writing a, a, a script based in Boston, I would, <laughs> I would write car, C-A-H. Get in the fucking car. You know, we're going to beat somebody up. But wherever the accent is, because of my acting training and whatnot, accents are 
I love it. Love, love, love accents. And so I write how the people in my area, wherever I'm writing, speak so that anybody can read it and just just read the fucking word, dude. And they'll get the accent, even if they have no training or blah, 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 blah. Very funny. I'm surprised, though, that you didn't put a lot more R's in there. Yeah, he's what? He's softened up so much, like the Bostonian. Like, we did a podcast with my friend Lacey Lou and her boyfriend, Dan, who is also from Boston, who moved uh, to Iowa to be with my her. My boy! <laughs> right? And so you've got, like, basically these two domesticated Bostonians who are living with these Midwestern horror girls. And they start talking. And as the podcast goes on, I mean, the R's are just getting dropped more and more. And they're just, they're saying shit. And Lacey's like, Does, is he usually this Boston? I'm like, no, not, not this much you know but yeah we're definitely packing the car and so w- w- when you're around more boston it just kind of it sinks in you know like the more time you spend down south you pick up that draw you right know, it's just but it's he's, unavoidable but no. he, he's adjusted though he a lot of times he'll say something and you'll notice like somebody just kind of looks at him like and then he'll repeat it he'll go we need paper plates paper plates and then paper plates Oh no, we get a we get a shit list. I write it phonetically. P A P P A P A Y P A H. Paper. Paper. Paper plates. Get the paper. But but when you the thing is when you get drunk or mad is when the the original accent really comes out. And we were having a good time and you know, it was just it it's good to hear an accent that you grew up listening to. Oh yeah. Quite home. Yeah. So it gets you fucking going, you know. So but then he comes just... back here and he'll say, um, the car is in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Very strangely. Oh, we're going to Midwesternize him. <laughs> you already have. I'm pissing on the fucking paper. <laughs> oh, that's right. Your paper. What was the biggest hurdle uh, filming, to? Uh, well, in all of this? And it, 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 like just all of like making Tin Roof start to where you're at now. Like, you biggest... know, I, honestly, I mean, I've, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it's money and yeah. time, which are oftentimes interchangeable. Um, we didn't get as much money in the Indiegogo that I wanted, but I also I've said this for years. Um, the Indiegogo and, you know, just crowdfunding in, in general, like we're all going to have to think of a different way because it's starting to get very toxic. It's not starting to, I think it is getting very toxic. There are a lot of yeah. people who, um, back a movie and feel very entitled. Um, I think a lot of movies get rushed because of that, because people are like, well, where are my perks? Well, I can't send you a DVD until I'm done with the damn movie. And right. so that, you know, they succumb to the pressure of like, well, I got to get this damn thing done to get people off my back. And a lot of people get screwed by bullshit directors, bullshit producers. Right. Yeah. That's, it's not one sided. Yeah. There, I've seen so many people get, you know, lose money and get screwed because it's like, well, yeah. what about that one movie I gave money to and like haven't heard about, you know? So, um, so money definitely, like if I, if somebody just wrote me a check, that would have been great. However, in that reality, um, that would come with somebody else having some more creative control. Yeah, fuck that. So it, it's still, you know, I mean, you can wish for more money. Like, if I had won the lottery and I just had that money, that's what I would. Not, 
I wish I had a distributor and a producer and blah, blah. Yeah, like if I was Jason Bloom's personal ass rubbing assistant, uh, we'd, we'd, have, we'd have had a decent budget. I'm sure you could ask him. Nah. Everyone likes their ass rubbed. Right. But, you know. And it, everyone has a price. So, I mean. It's it's all a balance and act. And it, it's indie, indie filmmakers are at a disadvantage. However, there are advantages that they only they can take advantage of, you know. Uh, the dedication of the crew. Mm-hmm. Our RPAs, uh, Taka, Taka. He and and uh, just everybody we had stayed at the house, stayed where we needed. Uh, they they really picked up uh, slack that they didn't have to. They just took the initiative to do it because they believed in the film. Right. In fact, like Taka, who he's talking about, Taka, who he's talking about, we know him through our. Well, she was uh, a PA on the Embalmers. I didn't know her. I, I knew of her whenever yeah. we got her on the Embalmers. I like met her at a couple of cons, but oh, nothing like, Jocelyn Eckert, she came in and like, I mean, she was like what I needed. Like I had warm bodies all wow. over the place, but she would come up to me and be like, give me the slate. Give me the damn marker. I'm doing this. What do you need? You know? And she was just like so organized. And then she came on for this. Initiative. She actually was my second AD on this. She started out as PA, but she ended up being, you know, well, she I, was I gave her, but, but I gave her second AD because yeah. I mean, she, that's what she was doing, but she brought Taka. who was, we met him through her at a con and, you know, we all, just, you know, we had Driving. fun. And, yeah. Driving. Yeah. That too. But we met him at days. We met him at days of the dead before we went to the mm-hmm. Yep. But, uh, long weekend. Yeah. A couple Usually. long weekends. But like he came and he just wanted experience. He's he didn't expect anything. And he and Jocelyn slept in a on a air mattress in the back of my house. And you know my that sounds bad. It, okay, we all okay. It was a it, communal. It's a, it's, it's a relatively small house, and right. Our our DP know. slept in our boys' room. I mean, he slept like in you know he found like three square feet where he could set up his bed, and you know we just. Kind of had a we got it done. yeah we got it done and we and we were all very communal and and the cast was together right you know yeah and that was a big thing for me because you know uh, in order to develop character you don't necessarily need words but uh, giving our given our characters like uh, for instance Anthony Hopkins uh, in Silence of the Lambs had I think 17 minutes total screen time yeah and he won a fucking Oscar and was phenomenal mm-hmm. of course he's Sir Anthony but uh, you don't necessarily need words to develop characters situations etc but it's good to have that that practice the night before okay we know what we're doing tomorrow. You guys want to eat some pizza and run through lines, you know, and, and get the, because they're best friends since birth. So there has to be that chemistry where it's bump, 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 bump. And especially with comedy, you know, it's cracked. Yeah. It's it like boom, 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 boom. You know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That kind of stuff. You're you know? cool. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I mean, in short, yes, money and time. Um, yeah, that's yeah. money and time, but in a bubble, not in reality. So, I mean, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, whatever. I mean, 
My my biggest hopes for this movie is I'm going to get it to where it it is good for distribution. Um, it's not going to be, you know, I don't think, you know, Universal's going to pick it up. But I mean, you never know. But just if I can get it out there to a little bit larger audience, that's yeah. that's really what I'm going for. Oh, yeah. Having done it, what advice would you give? Uh, don't. <laughs> don't don't do it. it it's a trap no uh what, what advice would you give for people who want to run like their crowdfunding campaigns to back their movies because it is um, getting really oversaturated in yeah. crowdfunding like you have to find a way to set yourself apart yes and so before well before i ever directed anything i was uh i did a lot of promotion that's how we met yeah, I did a lot. Of, circle, circle, circle back. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of promotion. I, you know, I produced other people's things, and I ran a lot of uh, Indiegogos. And you know, the formula has kind of changed over the years. Um, and when we're talking over the years, we're talking about like over three or four yeah, so years. Yes, it, it's rapid fire. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a relatively short amount of time. Back in 1945 in Sicily. But what the model that used to work, and I will say, is probably. Pre-COVID, um, yes. that COVID changed everything. Like forget bombers, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we put out our Indiegogo on March thirteenth, twenty twenty, and on March fifteenth, shut everything down. Was, the whole world was shut down, and everybody was jobless. Fucking eyes of March, man. Yeah, and like I mean, you know that I mean we start we made probably I think we made like eight or nine grand in those two days, and then and then it was just like. Just- Hit a wall. Yeah. Right. Which would have been, you know, had that trend continued, you know, obviously we would have made more money. Um, I think at that point in time, I was like, okay, you know, you, you got to get what you can get to get noticed and whatever. And there are obvious things like, okay, people want the movie. Okay. Sell the movie. But those things, my kitchen table was packed with shit. I lost my, I mean, I already lost my ass off of both of these movies. I'm probably at least 15, 20 grand in the hole from the two movies combined. We're getting that. But I will say that I lost my ass on shipping. Because, I mean, I had to sit here and bag up every single one of them, do, you know, whatever, sign it, or, you know, put the stickers on it, or whatever had to be done. You know, I mean, I had, on my front porch every day was a huge USPS Male guys um, like stop. I know. I'm like, Ugh. So that was my first my first takeaway from the crowdfunding is I want to limit physical perks as much as I can uh, with this one. And so and I did. Uh, so we don't have like you know you don't have t-shirts you don't have that kind of thing. Most of the things were intrinsic. Um, so like for example. It costs a lot to feed people. If you've ever had to throw a dinner party or like, uh-huh. you know, you've had to host Thanksgiving or something. Catering. Has, it is insane just to take care of people. And and like, so that was one of the things I wanted to kind of uh, bring up to people and also leverage. And it was like, okay, it costs a lot to feed us. So one of the perks was pay a hundred bucks and sponsor a meal. And if you want, we'll... FaceTime you while we eat. Um, 
And so it, it did and just bullshit. Yeah. You know, hey, it, thank you. You know, and it raised awareness because then there are all these other people who are like, "Oh wow, I didn't ever think about that." Yep. You know, if I if you had to feed, I mean, you have to feed your family, and like sometimes that's a little stressful. Now think about if you've got like twenty people right. and you've got to feed them three meals, plus like, you got to pay for where they're going to live. And think about Thanksgiving dinner every day for uh-huh. two weeks. Right. And right. That, and that's only dinner. Right. <laughs> So, uh, so that was one of the things that I did that I, I have to say, I'm really proud. Like a few of my friends have stolen that. Borrowed, so borrowed. I, well, no, they told me first, they're like, is it okay if I use that? Like, <laughs> right. But it didn't require anything of me to put out there, like t-shirts, stuff like that. That's all just like, you do not, you make money up front whenever somebody gives you the $30. But then when it comes down to it and you have to deliver on that, now suddenly you're down $32, you know, by the time you ship it and make it and all that stuff. So, um, so I got creative with that stuff, uh, you know, with our, like we limited our executive producer perks. I'm kind of sick of that being, uh, a thing. Like I want it to be like, you really did give a significant amount of the budget to this film. You know, there's something weird going on in the fireplace. Don't like, burn the you house gave down. a significant amount to this budget, and I, I will give you, you know, executive producer credit for it. I don't want to give you executive producer credit for giving me $20. I mean, it's going up. So, we, so our executive producer perks were more expensive than, uh, than a lot of people have. We, we did add some things in, not physical stuff. But, I mean, but yeah. the whole thing is the, uh, you know, it was kind of a... Um, God, I don't want to use this word, but like elite, like it, you know, like it was something special as opposed to, oh, for $25, 200 people are going to get their name, you know. Instead of Cadillac Columbia. But, uh. That, that literary reference, but. <laughs> but yeah, so that, those were a couple of things that I did. Um, I do have to, I do have to interject that, uh, I'm very, I'm very happy and proud that she said, if she says it, she does it. Her integrity is out the ass. I, I, I preached, I've always preached integrity, you know, uh, even at, even at the cost of, you know, your personal gain. Um, if you're, if she says you're going to get ABC, you're getting fucking ABC dog. And I've mailed, I've got a discovered card. I've been to that fucking post office. God knows how many times. (laughs) Like, I, I think I got the, 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 uh, the office lady there hitting on me every time I come in instead of me hitting on her. <laughs> you know? But yeah, so those are some of the things that I did offer, you know, Blu-rays and DVDs, which I still am kind of like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have even done that, you know? It's almost, you know, these days, I think a digital download code, you can do it cheaper and you can just get it out, you're done. Just, here's the... Yeah, but I, a lot of the people that I know, and that, that was one of the things that I kind of succumbed to... Uh, is I know a lot of people who are like, I just want the movie. I just want the movie. I just, just give me a DVD. Okay. So DVD people. But then you have the people who are like, oh, I only buy Blu-ray. Right. Mm -mm. Yeah. I mean, and and horror people are really bad about that. Not bad about it, you know, but horror people are very particular. Yes. That they want Blu-ray and they want it physical. You know, I'm, I'm kind of screwed a little there, you know? Um, but she did. Yeah, but and that that's fucking admirable, dude. I'm sorry, but yeah, I wanted so I wanted to be able to run the Indiegogo, 
with some creative things to where I could actually get that money and not take half of that in into buying the physical perks to yeah. give to who gave me money. Um, and so that, yeah, that was, that was, uh, pretty helpful. I mean, I think I realized like after the embalmers, I realized, you know, I could have made this movie on half the budget if I'd yep. not involved anybody else. Cause I already like dumped like six grand of my own money into the embalmers. And I'm like with that and like the money I could have gotten from people from non-physical perks, Ooh. I could have made it without that extra. Well, we had to get Chinese. Chinese was necessary. <laughs> so do you have a uh, projected release date in mind for uh, Tin Roof? Okay. Uh, yeah. So wrapping up and getting back on track here. Yes. So we are oh, we're always on track. Just not sure which track it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so I'm hoping for spring of 2023. Yeah. Um, but I am not, I am not, pigeonholing myself to where that is going to be the case. If not, I, not yeah, if I start doing sound design and I decide I'm not happy with it or whatever, I will sit on it. Uh, but so, yeah, spring 2023, I think, is probably a fair, a fair yeah. date to say. A fair affair? Ish. A fair affair. How's that? Yeah. Ish. Spring, summer, you know, mid- middle of the year, good time to watch a nice camp slasher. Yeah, yeah, and that, you know, that's kind of my thought, too. I mean, nobody wants to watch a Christmas movie, like, in, you know, August or whatever. I'd, I'd like to have it come out with the season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's... Deadly stockings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, write that down. Yeah, that's our next one. I just made me think of Silk Stockings, that show that was on USA. Yeah, but, I'm, but I'm thinking, you know, by, by the chimney with Kea, and they fucking... No. They go to kill the kids and stuff. Uh, Hung by the chimney with hair. We'll never make a fucking holiday (laughs) theme horror movie. Oh my god. You're saying never. I think we've all learned not to do that. Personally, I love Christmas horror. Because it's one of those... Like, it's not a season where murder is high on everybody's mind. But, like, it has to be done right. That's not murder. I mean, it is. But yeah, I don't... I, I just, I don't know. Like, no offense to anybody who, who does Christmas horror or likes Christmas horror. I just, I have this thing, and it's not a horror thing. It is, if you hum Jingle Bells in February, I am likely to punch you. It stems from Gremlins, Dolls, Donuts. Probably. We, we probably. haven't yeah. had this. Yeah, let's explore that. But, you know, Christmas stays in the December box for me. Like, Oh, 100%. It. Yeah, December 1st, I'll, you know, and there are movies, Gremlins is about the only Christmas movie that I'll watch outside of the Christmas season. Yep. Christmas Story, one of my favorite fucking movies ever. Black Christmas by the same director. Two of my favorite Christmas movies, uh, Polar Opposites, but I don't watch them outside of December. No, it's always around that time of year where you're like, yeah. Oh my god. No, because Kroger does it enough for everybody. God. Have they never heard of Trans-Siberian? Oh, they'll play those two. <laughs> fucking Carol of the Bells on fucking mm-hmm. metal guitar? Fuck yeah. I'm sorry, gentlemen. It is mid-November. Oh, I, although I guess I should. We're just talking. Wait. So this is supposed to be your, like, Christmas. Mm-hmm. One of your Christmas episodes, right? And I'm talking about how much I can't stand Oh, no, Christmas. it's... <laughs> oh, well, it's... that's okay, because... uh. 
I was on a podcast with actually with Lacey and uh, it was their Halloween uh, you know, oh, they did, God. they did like, you know, a whole series of things on Halloween. I was the first one. And like the very first question she asked is like, why is Halloween your favorite holiday? And I'm like, I fucking hate Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm so, you poo-poo. know, she set you up for that was an L.U. Uh, no, <laughs> she was like, oh, she didn't know that. No, she didn't. I was, That's yeah, up. I have reasons. I have reasons. I've even <laughs> written an essay on it, <laughs> but before. Well, that was a thing. Yeah. So where can listeners keep up to date with the progress of Tin Roof and, you know, watch for upcoming announcements as far as release date? And You can call Rebecca. She doesn't like texts. She very much prefers calls. There's some slight sarcasm there. I, <laughs> I hate Halloween. I hate Christmas outside of December, and I can barely tolerate it in December, and I cannot stand fucking phone calls. <laughs> yeah. Right? Let's just get, yeah. What's the Hallmark card, the Grouchy Lady Maxine? I feel like that's not yeah. what I um, So, anyway. Uh, straight ahead. Lighter. Lighter note. Uh, yes. Facebook, we have a group, um, Tin Roof Movie. Look for us. Um, we're also on Instagram. The same, same moniker. Uh, find me everywhere. Um, if you guys, yeah, I, I seem to be everywhere. Um, but that's probably <laughs> the best place. But you know, a really good place to uh, like solidify um, your involvement in the movie is to go to Indiegogo. We are in demand. We actually met our goal, and so we've kept it in demand. Um, you can either donate, you can pre-order the DVD or Blu-ray. We've got signed posters there, and it is igg.me slash at slash tin roof. We've got a, a couple of boxes full of yeah items. Pretty soon. So, yeah, we've got a, the kill box. <laughs> yeah, we've got a box of bloody crap in the garage <laughs> that will... Uh, some point be uh, auctioned off. So nice. yep. yeah. So yeah. Uh, if you get with our Facebook page or get on the Indiegogo, you will find out about how to get your hands on those said bloody things. Yeah, and we had very, and like I said, we haggled over the kills for about a week. And if you follow our, our conversation in this conversation, we it's boom, 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 boom. You know, we pretty much get shit done. But she had very specific kills that she wanted, and we got it fucking done. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got all the toys. Yeah. So very interesting items. Oh, I'm looking forward to how everything progresses from here. It, oh, yeah. It's been a fun ride sitting back watching it. I can't really imagine what it's been like on uh, your guys' side, but watching it from essentially inception oh, no, no, no. to here, you know, it, it's been a blast <laughs> to watch. Say- Let's just say, so, uh, somebody we need to give props to, our effects guy was Joe Castro. Yep. Uh, you know. Holy shit. Yeah, just fucking amazing. Super great. I didn't know you could do that. It, right, like, there were just, uh, yeah, I mean, he sat at our kitchen table and was, like, you know, sticking an axe in somebody's head and stuff. Um, but he's in L.A., and so he, you know, he's like, okay, well, it'll make it a lot easier if you have this, this, and this, you know, like the blood ingredients, for example. 
We still, got, so, we still got it out back in the fridge. But, okay, but here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I end up getting the, the big old gallons of Aunt Jemima pancake syrup. Like, there, I, I think it is a gallon, actually. Yeah. I got, like, six, I think, of those. And, like, he's like, oh, you're not going to need all that. Like, it just, yeah, it goes really far, whatever. We only have one left. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we went through five. Five jugs of pancake blood and some other stuff too. So yeah. uh, pancakes. Just oh, a, yeah. just amazing the shit and, and it's practical. So it's shit laying around the house. You know? So uh, just watching him, he was like, you know, I'm not gonna say, but he's like, Hey, if you consume X, hang on to the container. Yeah, like yeah. It was like and, collect all your two liter bottles for, Okay, like, she's for- gonna blow it up. Yeah, no, for six months. It was like, okay, you know, if I need to make a dummy, I need Gorilla Tape, and I need, like, milk jugs. Uh Like, we had this whole corner in the garage. Like, just any kind of random, like, thing you can think of, just throw in your garage. in the corner. And he's like, I'll use it. Oh, when he got got (laughs) here, he he looked at the pile, and he was like... (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> He's like, hey, oh my god, this is recycling great. at its finest. I mean, two liter bottles. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's part of the that's part of the making movies is you know creative collaboration. We had no fucking idea why we were collecting fucking two liters, mm-hmm. but we know Joe needed it because mm-hmm. they make great so, biceps. Yeah, mm-hmm. Joe needed that so we did that you know this person needed all the way down the line and in the end everybody there was zero ego and everybody got together and i think we made a hell of a movie and i hope it shows in that final edited version that i am painstakingly trying to get done Every morning, every morning, she try, She gets up earlier than she normally would if we didn't have tin roof and tries to sneak in about five minutes here and there, wherever yeah. she can, not smooching on me or nothing like, oh, God, nothing like that. But she, boom, she's fucking, she's dedicated and she's focused. And I fucking love that about her. Yeah, if I don't do something on one of the movies. Oh, God, it hurts um, the fuck yeah, I, I, I get texts all fucking day. Can't continue about, my day. Oh, God. <laughs> I really wish, you know. Well, this and has been it, it, more than I anticipated, but as <laughs> fun as I thought it was going to be. Hey, you get what you asked for. No, I, I, every time. Got, every time. You got the, like, the, like, totally organic one. Uh-huh. The Ben. Yeah, everybody else has the same damn podcast. You got yeah. a different one. And listeners, I will have the links to their Facebook and Instagram and Indiegogo and everything else in the episode description for easy access. You can awesome. find me on Twitter and on Facebook at Moose Media Inc. or alongside other great podcasters over at electronicmediacollective.com. Rob and Rebecca, uh, this has been fun. This has been amazing. And we will definitely do this again. Uh, closer to release time or nice. after release where we can dive into it and just like Ooh. rip into it. I don't know, man. We might be cult favorites by then. Secret might spoiler be... cast. Yeah, man. <laughs> so head over, check them out on Facebook. Make sure you're following for updates. You're not going to want to sleep on this one, guys. 
Come back tomorrow for another episode of the 13 Horrifying Days of Christmas. And until next time, Horror Hounds, mash on. Happy Christmas. I...